Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. the Goodyear 400 at Darlington. Not, but no stage winner has ever won at Darlington. You just, uh, you just put that to bed, though. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm glad I could do that. We've, uh, we've won a bunch of stages here in the past couple years, and just uh, it's always Lady Luck got us. You know, track position, it'd be one thing or the other, and it's uh, really proud of everybody at, uh, on this Auto Winners Camry. I think it's flat blacks to throw back to you, Regan, when you won here. But now, furniture, really cool throwback to Furniture Row. And um, hopefully, Barney Visser's out there watching. I know, Regan, both you and I owe him a lot. But um, this one's for Furniture Row throwback. You know, he's going to do a heck of a burnout here, too. He just doesn't get enough credit. I think it's because he's a pretty quiet guy. He does, not, and, and he doesn't shout it out to the world, but he does not get a cre enough credit for how talented he is of a race car driver, but today, boy, he proved what he's capable of. I think the biggest scare that he had was when Kyle Larson filled up his rearview mirror. He thought it was maybe a lapper on fresh tires, didn't know it was Larson right behind him for a minute. Well, he didn't blow a tire out racing, but he blew it out on a burnout, <laughs> both of them. They're huge, you know, and I think um, this off season we really – uh, as a as a you know group, and I think as a company, we wanted to you know make sure that we had the 750 package dialed in because you know that's the championship race, and and um, you know a, a big a big percentage of the playoff races are with this package, so uh, that feels great. Um, I really really enjoy this package, and so that's even even you know more of a bonus to get to win in. But um, you know, just definitely, I think it's a big deal. Uh, for us and, and win at these tracks so really cool and uh you know like i said earlier team's just doing an amazing job and um you know bringing great cars to the track and it's been really fun racing this year you were at race better in a package that you enjoyed um you know i just i feel like i can make more of a difference when we're in the low down force package especially on these bigger tracks you know i think that you know i've always been a guy that's done a lot of my driving with my right foot um, and the brake pedal and, you know, the 550 tracks, you're pretty much wide open, not all the time, but, you know, if you have to lift, usually you're dead in the water and, you know, it's really hard to, you know, make your car do different things when you can't let off the throttle. 
and it's a lot easier to make a car do certain things when you can let off the throttle and use it in different ways. So I really enjoy that part of this, but, um, you know, I don't know. I've been, I, I think we've had success either way, but, uh, definitely feel like most of it has been with this package. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good green flag stop. Yeah, we, we had a very bad stop. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you do. Good run. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 11th of May, year of our Lord. What a race. No stupid cautions, no cut tires at the last second like Bristol. Woohoo! My guy won. So that's why I didn't do a primer today. I was pretty happy about that. That was a fantastic, as he said, as he crossed the finish line. Good old butt whooping that I've never seen because... For those that are new to the show or just forgot, I wasn't a NASCAR fan until this year. I watched back in the day because I had a buddy who was a NASCAR dude, his roommate, 1990s. So I watched and I kind of kept up with it with uh, the Intimidator. But then he died and I just didn't watch again. And at the behest of the wife, she wanted to start watching NASCAR. So I literally picked a car based on a sponsor. And the story goes, when I went to high school, Reesers Fine Foods, you probably see it in your, well, I live in Tennessee, it's an Oregon thing, but I get it here. It's a salad company, I think they make other stuff, but I, I just remember the salads, because I was in wrestling, and at every tournament we did, we'd have salads, this macaroni salad that's just freaking amazing. And, of course, I was a freshman. I went up and wrestled and did really good, but got my ass kicked. And then my sophomore year, I took the guy who was the best in the district and lost 7-5. to five And just softened him up for Mark Reeser to fuck his ass up. And so I wrestled with the CEO of Reeser's. He beat my ass every day. And if there's two things I look back on life, there are two people that made me be me. One's Mark Reeser for beating my ass up every day. I was literally scared of him. He just never knew it because I was a little kid. I had cut from about 160 to one, no, 170 to 145. So I'm wrestling in the 148, and this guy was just a monster. He was a great defensive. He would just grind you in submission. If you shot, he was going to rip your face off. And every day I had to wrestle with this guy. And at first, I was scared of him. By the end, of course, I wasn't. I tried, but I wasn't going to beat him. But who cares? I got better and better. And then, of course, was better my next year and my next year. And then a teacher, Mr. Duran, who made me literally do my job, which was learn. Because I was a guy who didn't pay attention in class. And I joined the class just because the girl was hot. And it was AP Shakespearean literature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't supposed to be there. But I ended up winning the class, because or not winning, being the top graduate, getting a little award, whatever the hell, because I actually applied myself because he wouldn't let me drop the class. He said, you're a flunky piece of shit. You're a slacker, McFly, basically, which is what he said to me, and I had to do it. So anyway, long story, this car drives down the road, and it's got a Reese's on it, and my wife picks M&M's because she likes freaking chocolate. We don't know nothing about the drivers, and we just happened to pick two of the best drivers ever. So my guy, as you saw, is the quiet professional. Her guy, Kyle Bush, who I can't freaking stand, is a jackalope. And 
I played the clip in there just as, to, to go into, we're about to go into two sets, and I just think it's a perfect, sure, it's fandom speaking, but it's just an example of how fucking stupid we are. We're just so stupid. The internet has made us all like whores. And I'm no different. I, I'm trying to renew SEAL Team. I like SEAL Team. It speaks to me. It's the only military show on TV that does. It's covered... So, I mean, I don't know how many times I've cried in this show because it hit me on things that hit home. The reintegration of family, veteran suicides, disability, growing old, the end of my career and knowing I, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't kick door. My back hurt too bad. My knees were shot. I couldn't keep up with 19-year-olds as a platoon sergeant and a first sergeant. I, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I didn't physically have it anymore. I just burned out. And that's why I look at the way I am now. And I'm on Percocet. And I've had surgeries. And there's nothing to fix it because it just broke. Man is not made to carry 100 pounds on your back. Fuck it for ever. You know, that's what I did for 20 years. as a grunt. But... As I totally segue into some, <laughs> had nothing to do with it, which I don't know why I did. Um, oh, SEAL Team, there it is. So I'm doing SEAL Team, and 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 I wake up, I got like 110 likes on something, and I'm like, oh wow, look at that, look at this, honey, where? And I catch myself doing it, but we're such whores because of the internet, and because of the internet becoming this pinpoint focal point of information. Most of what I'm going to talk about today in the two cents is summed up, as silly as it sounds, by Martin Truex Jr. having his five minutes of fame and a jackass off to the side running his cock trap, Kyle Larson. He couldn't even let him just have his time. And the way you see it in his eyes, his eyes are kind of like, shut the fuck up. At least that's how I portray it. Maybe that's not what he was saying. I don't know Martin Truex Jr., but it was the look I would give somebody like, yeah, June Bug, you're going to get your time. Shut the fuck up. But he's such a nice guy, he just let him talk. He didn't bust him up. He didn't say, hey, shut the fuck up as I would have. But everybody's an attention whore. We're just attention whores. We, we, we've forgotten how to talk. I mean, we ended the last show about sidewalks are racist because... Black people felt like white people weren't getting out of their way. No, white people and black people are on their phone. They're rude as shit. I learned the valuable lesson of doing this and walking into a pond. It was a fountain. I was doing a bid for a new store. I was so focused. I stepped out. Now, like a good infantryman, I saved my weapon. It didn't get wet. And then I climbed right out and everybody applauded because I just kept on typing. But that's when I realized you can't walk with a goddamn phone. But that's how far we've come. And as we go into our two cents, everything we're about to talk about is because we get this much information. The tip. That's all we get. It's narrated and pushed at you from the Democratic advantage projection in our media, from my personal belief, 
as a conservative, independent, non-mega, non-GOP guy. And you only know so much, and then you, you make your decision. And then we're influenced by everybody else saying, oh, Trump's bad. Oh, that's bad. Oh, I don't want to be this. Oh, that's transphobic. Oh, this is this. And we used to not be that way. We used to all have our own opinion. People didn't get canceled for an opinion, but now we do cancel people for opinions. And as silly as it sounds, watching MTJ just put up with a fucking attention whore off screen made me think, maybe I'm wrong. Because a lot of times, I do blast people on Twitter. Occasionally, I do. You know, if somebody says something just ridiculous, I say something. Why do I? Why do I do that? Fuck them. Their opinion doesn't change my opinion. It doesn't influence my life. It's not going to influence policy. Because none of us are in charge of policy. I mean, the policy is being made by people. We don't even know who the fuck's running fucking Biden. And we we damn sure didn't know who ran the government with Trump. Because Trump wasn't running it. Clearly obvious, he didn't get to run shits up his mouth. That's why he was on Twitter all the time. Somebody else was running it. We don't know who those people are. And maybe we should just let people be. Let the attention horse be the attention horse. Just be the quiet professional who does your job, who puts out your opinion and walks away. Now, this is what I think. And maybe we'd be better off. I don't know. All I know is... Martin Truex Jr. is a badass, and it's hard to believe I picked a car off a salad company. So I won't go into the whole race, I had an article for it, but it's a little it's a little long, so we'll move on. So, into our two cents. I'm going to put these up. And it goes back to the tip. This is what people believe. Now, since we started COVID... You can't say that you, as a person, didn't recollect to outbreak or contagion, and you didn't freak out. We all did, because we've watched movies. But over time, if you've researched, you've realized it really isn't the death knoll. They said that because of federal requirements for money and all the other things, we have turned... It into a monetary gain a person dies of COVID. We've all seen people come out and say, hey, well, the person was in a car accident and they died, but they also had COVID, so they're marked as COVID. We've seen that. It's just what they did. So we knew it. But because the extreme, extremely biased media couldn't give up, what a great advantage that would be for the Democrat to get rid of evil Trump we can blame him for all the deaths, and, and we can scare the living shit out of these people. And these are the numbers of Democrats who, to this day, believe hospitals were overloaded. Now, were their hospitals overloaded? Yeah, in New York, a few. But it wasn't widespread. It wasn't huge. We didn't have a PPE shortage, as we know they told us. To not wear PPE because of the shortage they feared. It was all misinformation. 
the simple concept of pushing that you need to get a 12, 12 and older kid the vaccine when very few have died or contracted it, that's misinformation. But it's a political narrative that we're fed just the tip, just a little bit, because we all are getting funneled through this. A phone. We don't research anything. We don't look things up. And even if you tried, Google is forcing you to go to the left. Whatever they're putting out right now. If they're saying, hey, a good American wears a mask and eats Jiffy peanut butter, you're just going to see ads for Jiffy all over the internet because everywhere you go, Google, Amazon has their fingers. And if you think I'm full of shit, download DuckDuckGo. Literally watch you open a web page and see it block all these trackers. Because everywhere you go, you know, if you bought something, you know what I'm saying. When I bought this hat for the next five days, everywhere I went, regardless if it had anything to do with racing, it was MTJ. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm just saying, they, they track the shit out of you. And then we have what we've argued about on this show over and over and over and over. The best way to get people who are vaccine hesitant... To do, I'm sorry, my my allergies are just garbage today. <clears throat> to get the vaccine is to show, hey, listen, if you get the vaccine, you get to do this. Like for me, the 26th of May, I'm getting the vaccine, my second dose. By June 11th, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm in a state where there is no mask, but I still wear my mask because my wife is still worried about the disease. She's scared of it. So I don't want to bring it home to her. So I'm wearing it for her. That's my motivation to do it. But we have this. It's good policy to wear. We got a guy who's surrounded by everybody who either gets tested or is vaccinated. But he won't take the mask off. He just won't do it. It's kabuki theater. It's what they want to do because they still have a lot to do. And you got to do that stuff when it's urgent or a crisis. They've tried to wring out as much as they can from January 6th saying, oh, that's the crisis because there's a bunch of crazy geriatrics going to take over the Capitol. And it hasn't happened. Nothing's happened. Actually, as we'll see in this two cents, the opposite is happening everywhere with the left. But we don't cover that because tip of the tip of the pen, just get the information we want them to know, so they keep voting Democrat. And they gotta ring out COVID. So much so, we have Wisconsin Democrats putting this up. Thousand.
thousand miles of blood vessels in the human body? I know that because I've studied human bodies. Did you know the human body has 205 bones? Well, you're wrong. It's actually 206. I did know that because I'm a doctor. Did you know that eating raw ginger cures cancer? You did? Good, because it doesn't. I've saved people's lives. I've cracked open a chest and manually beat a human heart. I've even delivered some babies in the back of cars. Do you know how many people have shown me weird skin things at parties and asked me if they were dying? Too many. My life is spent trying to improve and save yours. Oh, but you read something on Facebook? Your friend from high school who sells jewelry, she posted it? The one who's 53 and still builds dollhouses? You heard what on whose podcast? Is he a doctor? No. Scientist? No. Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Then tell him to shut the up. The gabella's right here, by the way. Isn't that polio shot we gave your kid? So that's actually what they put out. Which now, as you know, if you've watched the news of yesterday... All of a sudden, the Biden administration has stopped. Oh, that's just a bunch of hogwash, you goddamn fucking anti-vaxxers. People aren't staying home because they're making way more money. You know, my wife got let go because of COVID. She didn't get to keep her unemployment because Tennessee has work requirements. And because the Dems were trying to fight Trump doing good stuff, it all got snagged up on whether you could get extended benefits in Tennessee. So she didn't do it, and then she lost the ability to get extended benefits. But I will tell you this, she made more with the government extra and the local amount than she made working. And she made $55,000 a year. She was making more than that. In the short time, she brought home $23,000 in unemployment benefits. That is more than she made working. And so now he's saying, you need to take the damn job. But that's the kind of stuff we're putting out. This comes from Baltimore. The video came from Kimmel. These are official accounts. They want you to stay home. They want you. Do not stop being scared. They want you scared. Scared keeps you in your home. Scared makes you malleable. I mean, for fuck's sake, Falky's out here saying, okay, we're probably going to go seasonal mask. America was never a country that let people do shit like this. They threw fucking tea in a goddamn bay, and they fucking protested. I mean, they protested wars, they protested... I mean, we're still burning shit over fucking George Floyd. But for some reason, because it's coming out of the tip of the pen and promoted by social media and Google, everybody's good with, well, I'm going to wear a mask the rest of my fucking life. I'm going to let you tell me if I can go outside. To national parks. I mean, these idiots tried to do that. We're going to close down national parks because fucking beavers and moose have fucking COVID or something. I mean, you're with your family. It isn't like you're hiking with a bunch of randos. You're in the fucking woods. You can goddamn guarantee as documented on this show, I fished all through goddamn COVID. 
I was on my boat, usually by myself. And unless the bass community went to a Chinese wet market, when I caught a fish, I don't think he was going to give me COVID. But it's just misinformation. It's got these people so fucking scared. So fucking scared. Later on, we actually have a fucking graphic. These people are never coming out of their house. Ever. Ever, ever. And then we, just for a change of pace, and I can't see what this is. This is it. We just went through a period where they're saying, you know, the the, the Brian Seltzer's conservative media just making up the lie about the beef. They're just a bunch of fucking liars. Beef control. NPR promotes New York Times food writers war on meat. There's no reason to be critical of it. I mean, no reason at all. First of all, if anyone invents a meat recipe that doesn't already exist, kudos to them because that's a really hard thing to do. Second of all, they're not saying not publish beef recipes. They're saying not to publish new beef recipes. They have thousands in their archives. Sirs, it brought the issue a lot to attention. Here we are talking about it. It's a great move by them. Look, Joe Biden doesn't have the power to get us to stop eating meat, obviously, but we do need to eat less meat for a variety of reasons. And that is the trend. It's going to be the trend. We're going to be eating less meat over the next 50 years because cows and farts and shit. It's not my fault that Jake Tapper and the entire CNN fucking lineup is no different than Fox, but just liberal. They're going to push the tip, just the tip, which is a fun game in in the bedroom. Just the tip. Okay, sorry, I should stay away from sex jokes. Of what they want you to know. They don't want you to know that that's a big part of the Green New Deal. They didn't cover the release of the first Green New Deal that literally said, everybody gets a house, everybody gets a chicken, a pot, and a window to throw it out of. And there was no beef. Because beef production is bad. It kills the planet. But as they were lying, it was everywhere. And let's talk about this. The biggest misinformation that has happened forever was this. Russia. That Russia literally hacked our election. Some bots changed it. And that's how Trump won. We are still talking about Russian interference in the election as we speak. It's still there. None of it was true. If you think $136,000 of ads placed on Facebook changed the outcome of an election, then you would really be concerned with George Soros and the Swedish dude putting hundreds of millions of dollars in the election. Planned Parenthood putting at least $50 million in election. NARAL putting money in election. And all the other lefty dark money. 
But we don't talk about that. We know about the Koch brothers, but you don't know about Soros. It's so bad, it, it's, it's anti-Semitic to say it. I'm anti-Semitic now. Because I said his name. Really. That, that's what we're going with. But that was the biggest hoax ever. It never ended. Still going. Russia stole our election. It is no different than our capital is still under siege from QAnon. Here, here's a soundbite from CNN. Notice where the person comes from. I watched it all on TV. What, is the, what do those words tell you? Honestly, um, I think the first reaction you can naturally have is that that's a pretty ludicrous justification, right? It's really cringy. But the thing is, that's the problem. She watched it on TV. She watched it on OAN. She watched it on Newsmax. Ironically, she didn't see much of it on Fox because they haven't gone full into the election was stolen narrative. That This is exactly the point that the Republican Party and the conservative mainstream political and media ecosystem is now downstream and filled with all these conspiracy theories and ideas. If it was so rampant in America, which, you know, I, I said on the show, I saw people talking about it, but I also saw a lot of people talking about Russia. One of them just got a job. Her name is Susan Hennessy. We'll get to it in a second. She's one of the biggest propagators. I saw Russian bounty. I've seen so many conspiracy theories out of our media of the last four years that all proved to be false. He wouldn't land in Normandy. False. I mean, how many were there? How many smoking guns were they on the Russian gate? How many? All proven false. All sources that were bullshit. I mean, to switch subjects, because I skipped it, go to Medium, S-U-D-I-R-E-N-D-E, dot medium, dot com. Who app opened Pandora's box? The answer will surprise you. I googled who opened Pandora's box. The answer will surprise you. And I got the article. Google gave it to me. It's an actual science writer who wrote a large piece on where did COVID come from? And it's what we said on this show, conservatives said, conservative media said, right after the outbreak. You have an, a weapons-grade lab in Wuhan, finger-fucking diseases, and it got out. But that was conspiracy theory. Even though China was crushing anybody who talked about it, if they talked about it online, they no longer were online. Nobody knew where they went. And we find out, we financed it, and who financed it? Tony Fauci financed it. He went through a loophole in our laws that say you can't fuck with this shit because it's dangerous. 
You don't get control of these diseases because these COVID variances are very dangerous diseases. We've had a lot of them. We've had 19. That's the number. China variant 19, but you can't say China or else you're racist or xenophobic or who the fuck knows. We've gone through so many things, even though they called it the Wuhan virus. CNN called it that. But Tony Fauci, the guy who's coming on our TV all the time, we're supposed to trust him. We got fucking liberals running around with bobbleheads of him. They fucking made him a cult idol who has said everything. We're talking both sides of conversations, from wearing masks to no masks to three masks to no masks, retracting. He's a... He's... Kyle Larson! He's just the guy who's got to get on TV. He loves him some TV. And he authorized the study with American money against the rules because you can't do it in America. And it went over there. That's not a conspiracy. That's not me getting it from QAnon or the Proud Boys or the Boogaloo and all these groups the media talks about but nobody else has ever heard of. They're trying to subvert our democracy. That's a science guy who spent the time to study it. Because if you believe a pig and a bat and a cat and a rat all fucked each other and made a disease, like they have gave you just the tip, you know that can't be true. This was a human virus. This was made for humans. And if you think governments all over the place are not trying to make diseases that will kill you, where the fuck have you been? Since Cain and Abel, motherfucker, been figuring out how to kill each other. That's just what we do. We're good at it. I was a grunt. I trained on how do I kill a motherfucker with a goddamn pen. I actually didn't get a pen class, but you know what I mean. So Tony Fauci goes around the law, gives us all COVID, and now he's telling us what to do. If he was a Republican, you know that. If he loved Trump, you would know that, but you don't. It's buried on medium because nobody wants to print it. It goes against the tip. Just what you need to know. Keep you scared. Keep you in your house. Keep you not thinking. So we can do whatever the fuck we want to do with the government. Things that we would never let Trump do. Like HR1 and S1 and $6 trillion of spending and... New entitlement programs so we keep motherfuckers voting. No. And all the while that you're on your TV and we're... Every fucking day, somebody on CNN's talking about January 6th, something that was a bad thing, but it was trespassing. We now know the whole narrative of cops being beaten and people being armed and bear spray and all this shit's just a lie. And the only people that died was a meth head, a bunch of old people had a heart attack, and Sisnik died of natural causes. 
Two strokes. Could have been brought on by the stress, but he, he didn't die on the site. He didn't get gorded with the fire extinguisher. It's all a lie. People trespassed. And to th- this week, these people are trespassing, but they're the right politics? A vicious attack caught on video leaves an Asian man hospitalized. Now the NYPD Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating. CBS 2's Christina Fan joins us live from East Harlem. Christina? Good morning, Cindy. The victim, a 61-year-old Asian man, was collecting bottles Friday evening when he was viciously attacked. The suspect shoved him so hard from behind he fell to the ground. And this surveillance video we're about to show you is so graphic, we had to freeze it before it shows the suspect stomping on the victim's head multiple times. The kicking continues for 10 seconds as the victim lies motionless on the ground. You better fucking not!
Thank you. Now, I'm hitting two t- subject with the first one because we're being told a bunch of white supremacist, mega, gun-owning pieces of shit are roaming the streets killing Asian people. Yet, we actually research because that's the purpose of the show, to research what the media is saying and disprove it nine times out of ten because it's a lie. And it's actually African Americans who are the largest demographic beating up on Asians. And that Asians are the only demographic where the majority of their people who get the ass whooping are not Asians. Whereas the majority of whites who get beat are white people. The majority of blacks who get beat are black people. Mexicans, Latina, Latinx, whatever that is, put an X on something, makes a difference. So I, I don't have I don't have any graphics for that. Um it's all a lie. That video is horrible. I can't even get the video. That's all. He is kicking motherfucker's head. And then you have Portland dude getting beat up. You got Texas. And these aren't randos. These are every fucking week. I could do just a podcast on protests and beatdowns. We've talked about it. Matt in Oregon gave us a link. Just go to woke.net. It's everywhere. Non-stop trespassing with violence. Like real violence. And you're seeing in the Texas one, people are done. BLM protests block major intersection. Motherfucker, they're done with this. They're just done with them to be able to do whatever they want. And when people go, hey, I'm done. And I don't mean white people, I mean people. Black people are the highest level ever of gun ownership. This is what liberals say. Every privileged white liberal male, buy as many farms as you want. Drop them off at Minority Community Center, add that say free guns. Minority armed to the teeth, walk around freely strapped to the hilt. GOP abolishes 2A. They keep doing it. WAPO did it last week. Uh, New York Times did it the week before. I don't give a fuck if you're a three-dick Venusian. Own a gun. I'm for gun ownership. I'm for 2A ownership of ARs over here on the wall. I'm I'm for it. I believe every fucking American, whether you're gay, tranny, Latinx, or the woke superstars that are gay, black, tranny, disabled, the the, the whole the, the gamut of everything. You're an ableist, you're a sexist, you're yeah, you get to say everything. And that's the tip that pisses me off the most. Everything is a lie. I'm not even going these numbers because we've done it so many fucking times. The, the reality is blacks are not shot more than white people. Whites unarms. Whites are shot more. Cops are more prone to shoot white people. Every study done by Harvard... Washington State, University of Washington. What's the matter to you? It's all the same data. There is no, I, I don't care what Michelle Obama said. I'm not even covering that. 
That is the stupidest thing. If you believe Michelle Obama's comments on Gail King, you are a fucking moron. Every child of a president, every president and his wife still has secret service. They don't open their doors. If they're in their car and she's worried about it, well, they're being jailed by the secret service. So there's nothing to worry about. It's all a lie. That incredibly rich lady is still lying that she's impressed, and she's not. There's no oppression going on at Martha's Vineyard. But this lie, politically beneficial for the left, keeps getting pushed every time there's a shooting. And every time there's a shooting, we totally tear apart unarmed. Or he was just standing there with a pack of Skittles. And some fucking Snapple. I mean, ever since that day. When Trayvon Martin got shot, we've been lying. We invented white Hispanic. We came up with a new class. We could politically say it. And so Obama could get up there. And then they could win the new midterms. That was the plan. It had nothing to do with reality. Charles Blow, May 2nd. And what do you think he says? Yeah, America's garbage. Yet we still... Uh, don't need that one. We'll get to this in a second. We still have stuff like Atlanta. Do we remember Wendy's? Remember a guy drunk falls asleep in his car, cops are super nice, he puts the can of whoop-ass on both of them, grabs the taser, shoots the taser, gets shot, they try to save him, he dies, they fire the cop. He's now been reinstated because you couldn't. The mayor still stands by it, but the problem was, her answer was, Well, we had a volatile city and we didn't want it to burn anymore. We've heard that way too much. Yet the tip is QAnon's going to take over the Capitol. QAnon is roaming the street. White supremacists are roaming the street. Yet we keep having these incidents where fucking elected leaders keep saying, we're scared of the BLM Antifa mob, the woke mob. We don't want their shit, so we made decisions based off it. We did court cases based off it. And then you argue that point, and you're a fucking horrible, deplorable, like me, Because I'm stating, well, that's not our system of law. That's not how we do things. I mean, there's articles everywhere on the Asian dude getting stomped, his wife pleading. Uh, Head-kicking attack in New York leaves Asian man 61 in a coma. It was on WAPO, but it was buried. It was online. They didn't put it anywhere else. I'm done working in Portland. It's a whole article in the Oregonian, the Post-Millennial, but it doesn't get front page. Because that doesn't go with the tip. It's not what they want you to hear. New York Times. Holes protects Dems from GOP culture assault assumes systemic racism. We're getting all these articles like we did in the last one where all the right has is woke. 
And without woke, we'd be nowhere. They don't have policies. Neither party has policies. Neither party has done anything to improve the American existence. They've just done shiny balls to scare you to vote for them. We're going to do this, this, and this. Shiny balls, it's election time. That's our whole political system. And then you get this. These kind of numbers really scare me for the future. Some people will be anxious, sure, but 66%. This is a New York Times story. They're scared to re-enter society. We've talked about it on the podcast. This is doing serious fucking harm. We're not talking a little harm. We're talking big time harm to the mental health of kids and people. The interaction. We already have too much of this. People don't talk to each other. Thus, we have all these problems. We have all these violence. People losing their shit over the dumbest shit. Yeah, it's Martin Truex. You got a problem with it? So what? That's my desktop. You won. Shut up. Yeah, I'm a fanboy. The reality is, they want you on that. When they own every median, like every media is going to be liberal except for Fox, and every online source is liberal from Google to Apple to Amazon to fucking name it. They can control the narrative and just have you get the tip. I'm going to keep bringing just the tip. That's all you're going to get. You're not going to get any information. While Democrats and big union bosses between uh, the pattern of corruption between Democrats and big union bosses is obvious. Biden uses waivers in his ethics pledge to appoint former union officials. Do you know that the person rolling around talking about COVID's not a scientist? Do you know that Biden has people from Bain Capital? If you're older than 20, you remember Bain Capital. Romney was a piece of shit. Bain Capital gave people cancer and let them die. That was an ad. Along with cars on roofs and car garages. And that was a good election. The media was stellar. As they buried five guys dying on a roof. Oh, you're just conspiracy theory if you say Benghazi. Oh, you're just an idiot. You're just trying to hurt Hillary. No. Five warriors died on a roof, and you didn't care. You didn't even send a fucking plane to get their bodies. They had to hitch a ride with another country. All you got to do is watch 13 hours. Yeah, you got Bain Capital people. But Bain Capital's bad. Koch Brothers bad. But at the time, people like me were going, well, yeah, so does Obama. Of course they got Bain Capital. They need those big financial people. How the fuck do you think they get elected? It's fucking horrible. This is a journalist. Let me just expand it. I'll just let you read it. 
That is a just a patent lie. Obama did every one of those. Bush did every one of those. Clinton did every one of those. Every fucking president in your lifetime has lied to you, spied on you, because the government's constantly listening to what we do and reading our texts and reading our fucking emails. What the fuck do you think the NSA does? Of course they're doing it. Post 9-11, that's what they do. And I'm one of the guys who doesn't care if they read it. Let them read it. What the fuck? I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm gonna come in my house. Check. I'm not doing anything wrong. So I don't, why don't I get all butthurt if you want to come and, and come through my house? Red flag laws. That's when I'll care. Because that'll be some liberal who'll say, I, I saw him. He was looking weird and he owes guns. That'll piss me off. But other than that, this is that's what we get for media. This kind of statement that isn't true. In fact, we've actually realized that Obama spied on Trump on bogus intel that IG, a independent, in fact, he was a Democrat, said was bad. The entire Steele dossier was a tissue of lies and they never should have got the warrant. Do we remember this stuff? But the, when you have this as our media, what the fuck? And while we're not talking about what the Biden administration is doing, and we're still lying about QAnon and all this shit and ignoring BLM and Antifa, while we got people in their houses and we're not talking about the truth about COVID and we're not pushing the reality of what happens with police, they're over there on CNN talking about I want you to take a listen because we, the people to the right uh, of us have been warning about this white replacement theory. Take a listen to Tuckums uh, from his warning to, to his viewers. Now, I know that the left and all the little gatekeepers on Twitter become literally hysterical if you use the term replacement. If you suggest that the Democratic Party is trying to replace the current electorate, the voters now casting ballots, with new people, more obedient voters from the third world. But they become hysterical because that's that's what's happening, actually. Let's just say it. That's mm. true. Let's just say it. We- Tuckums is crazy. He's obviously wrong. But Fernand, what's your response? Exactly. What's Let your response to that? Let me off of that because I just, that polluting <laughs> racist talk is just stinking it up here. <laughs> Well, that's 100% a lie. In fairness, McConnell has since softened his view about obstruction being 100% of his focus, but he still let the cat out of the bag. The GOP is a party with no actual agenda other than to sabotage the current administration. And as an economics guy, I'm troubled by the continued false narrative about socialism. Socialism is a system in which the government owns the means of production, meaning actual ownership of factories, hospitals, even machinery used to produce goods and services that people consume. Biden has not promised nor carried out anything that remotely resembles socialism. In in a country with a lot of problems, the Republicans have picked the one area that's not broken to address all their energy on, and and that's elections. (laughs) Susan, first to you, happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, you're, um, you've been writing this week uh, about uh, the GOP, the civil war in the GOP. Uh, do you think it relates to this Foxitis concept and what's going on with vaccines and COVID as well? 
Well, thank you so much, Brian. I think, you know, you're right to connect this to the sort of conspiracy theories and essentially the institutionalization of not just one big lie, but multiple big lies. Multiple, yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it seems to me that, you know, when you're talking about COVID and the vaccine rollout, uh, this is one of the things that's going to be remembered by history about this pandemic is the politicization, not just of our dysfunctional uh, public space in terms of our elections, but also in terms of even public health. Uh, you know, mask wearing became a defining political issue during the 2020 election campaign. And I think in 2021, we're seeing a vaccine rollout uh, whose distinguishing characteristic might be, unfortunately, the resistance of one particular political party. And I'm told by people who are expert in this and who are trying to work on the vaccine rollout that it's the Trump supporters who have proven to be the most resistant to, you know, basic factual. Don, I want to know what you think about this Democratic Party chair in Texas County, in a Texas County said, and, and let's keep in mind, he apologized for this, but he called a Republican Senator Tim Scott, who is black and did the rebuttal to Joe Biden's uh, joint address to Congress. He called him an Oreo. This is the Democratic Party chair. What did you think about that? Oh, God, it's early for these. I, I, I mean, do we need- you think it's early? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, I, I think it's we obviously you don't need the name calling. And anytime you call someone a name, anytime you do that, you don't want to become them. So you stoop to their level, you give your your competitors ammunition, uh, and you give them a talking point, and you become them. So I don't think I don't think it's it's helpful to call anyone names. There are ways that you can hold people to account that you can call people out by not using names. I do it all the time. (laughs) Can I ask you about that though? This idea, I mean, larger than that is when I see those comments from the Democratic Party chair, it's almost as if he's saying, if you are black, you should be a Democrat, right? He's sort of saying that- I don't think that's what he's saying. What do you think he's saying? I think think that is a Republican talking point when people say, if you are, you know, if if you're black, then you should be a Democrat. No, I'll we'll explain, pe- explain, you know, what... Okay, there's so much to unpack in that. First and foremost, the Tucker clip. We showed you articles. WAPO and New York Times said we, we will replace them with illegal immigrants. That's what their base is saying. Remember, I am the guy who sits here and goes, your rules. And the rules are Rush Limbaugh runs the Republican Party. We've done whole elections on that. So we say pundits are a reflection of whatever party we're talking about. And since I'm not in a party, Republican guys are Republicans. Democrats are Democrats. That's the way we play the game. So if all your people are over here saying, let's replace them with illegal immigrants, that's your deal. And to say they're not allowing every fucking goddamn illegal they can get their hands on and purposely lying about the border. And as they said yesterday, the border's closed, but yet journalists went down there and they saw streams of people coming across. People are still complaining about it. The the fucking border patrol is still overwhelmed. There's too many people. They're getting through. The drugs are getting through. The fucking sexual fucking workers are getting through. We have just not knocked. We have not stopped anything because we spent two years saying we would do this if you believe because the tip told you 
that it's because we care about those people. You're smoking fucking crack. They just want voters. I always say, if you question it, flip it. If Republicans were doing this, what would you say? You would say, oh, motherfuckers just want voters. If habitually Democrats voted Republican, you'd be saying that. But you don't. And then, oh, we're going to wipe it away. Then we're talking about socialism. It's not real. Bullshit. Then we got David Brooks literally saying there's nothing wrong with our elections. Well, then why are we doing HRNS1 with the federal government taking over all elections? If there's not a problem with elections, why are we doing that, David Brooks? Why? Because the left wants to control elections. They don't want to ever give up power. They're so scared of another Donald Trump. Because they believe their bullshit. They've made everybody believe that if you get a Donald Trump in there, we are fascism. As they're telling you how to eat, what to do, how to fuck, not to leave your house, wear a mask seasonally. Yeah, the other guys are the fascists. Sure. Okay. And then Don Lemon literally saying that phrase. It's a Republican talking point. The President of the United States says, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. He said it on air. It was everywhere. The left even played it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a Republican talking point. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And to hammer home what I've been talking about, look at this shit. They're obsessed with Liz Cheney. They're obsessed with Mitt Romney. Two people they fucking hated. But they don't like Trump. So they said it that many times because Fox News didn't say it. They're horrible. And then somebody tweeted this. Hands up, don't shoot. Lie. Compton Catholic. Lie. Avante. Brian Seltzer said that he was going to become the next Democratic president. He said it. He should run. He wanted them to boycott the Ron Ron DeSantis bill uh, because he's going to do it. If I worked at Fox, I refuse to cover the bill signing unless all my colleagues and other outlets could. It's the right thing to do. How many things have they done and they didn't let Fox get in on it? The President of the United States doesn't even ask questions. Obama didn't even fucking give him interviews. He then attempts to swipe at Fox News Spotlight CNN Embassy obsession with Liz Cheney. They all look like they smell the fart. Brian Seltzer and his panel babbling about multiple big lies and trashing Trump supporters goes so, so wrong because then the world shows all the things they lied about and are still lying. Babylon B. CNN CNN unveils new format where hosts just watch Fox News and yell at it. Because that's his fucking channel. That's what he does. Lots of standout Pasaki quotes here. My favorite, and I didn't put it up here because I was trying not to be crude today, somebody sent him a picture of knee pads. Because they lay prostate in front of this press secretary, but the other press secretary was a piece of shit. She was a piece of fucking filth. For doing the very same thing, firm, 
sometimes rude, ignoring questions, putting out information that was supposedly indisputable, and if you didn't believe it, you were a liar. Oh, that's just what Pisaki does. That's what every press secretary does. Then you have this person. I'm very honored to be joined an extraordinary team at Department of Justice and National Security Division. Thank you all for the kind words and a huge thanks to folks at White House PPO Agency, White House Liaison and HRs who are working night and day to staff this government. Brian Anderson. The Joe Biden admin just hired liberal CNN journal Susan Hennessy, who blamed the United States after Iran shot down a plane with 176 people on it to DOJ's National Security Division. What the fuck? She was one of the huge proponents of Russian takeover of our election. Huge. But yeah, would we would we expect anything else? That's this, this administration can do things like that. The other administrations can't do things like this. Because why would we? We, we don't want that. Why are we doing that? This is jobs. We'll wait for that. So let's clean up the rest. Looking at you, Bulwark. Molly Hemingway. One problem with much of the conservative media and pundits is they don't even try to hide the abject disgust they have conservative people, and that probably relates to why their punditry is so consistently off-base and serves mostly to help the left continue its advances. If you like conservative people, if you know them and you love them, you will naturally understand their views and not caricature them or think your job is to mock and destroy the people who hold them. The regularly lefty propagandists can do that job and do it much better, frankly. Imagine a world where non-lefty media and conservative pundits thought that they might, oh, I don't know, use their perch to explain conservative views and people in a way that didn't include accepting and promoting every leftist framing of the last few decades. Crazy thought, I know. We don't have anybody, anybody showing the left. Stop normalizing white people going tanning to the point where you can tell a difference. Like, go ahead, go out in the sun, but purposely going and tanning to make your skin darker is literally blackface. Point blank, period. It's literally blackface. And you can't change my mind. Talk about cancel culture, because you're right, people don't talk about these issues because they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. And they may say the wrong thing in good faith, or they may say the wrong thing in bad faith. But either way, uh, they can end up shut down. But you don't believe in that. Explain why. I mean, not exactly. What is cancel culture, really? It seems like a bad press day, maybe a bad day on Twitter, but ultimately, it's twofold. One, cancel culture really doesn't encompass, it encompasses too much because it's on the one hand, it's like if you are arrested for assaulting your employees versus if you tweet that you maybe don't like Beyonce. And that is too wide of an umbrella for society. But do we, do we need like furthermore, a... Furthermore, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, please. Well, I was going to say, do we need like an independent oversight board like Facebook set up to like... We have a generation of kids who think like that little girl right there. And then you have CBS say we should have an oversight board for cancel culture. Really? How about being America again? You can say shit. 
Should you say the N-word or anything else? No. But you also shouldn't say cracker, white bread, white boy, and all the other filth I was called in the military by black people because it was okay. It was condoned. We have a generation of kids that are so head-fucked. They don't think for themselves because of the tip and because of these goddamn phones. That's all they know. Cancel. Woke. How can I get likes by saying some inane thing is racist? Because every day all they fucking hear is fucking lies. Now in March this facility had 5,000 migrants inside. Average length of stay, five days, sometimes 15. That's down to less than 24 hours. Major progress. Today, population about 1,300 here. Now, in these pods, they're down from 500 to sometimes 75. The administration released some photos with some, maybe a few children inside these foil wrappers. Well, that's a little bit of an overstatement. Representative Henry Cuellar, Democrat in Texas, said they're playing a shell game. Why? Because some of those people were just transferred from the Border Patrol over to HHS facilities. So if you look at our drone shot, the two tents on the north side or on the top of the screen, well, that's Border Patrol. Well, the five on the left, those belong to HHS, and that's where some of these individuals are now uh, being housed. HHS is spending about $60 million a week on tents, on motels, on uh, convention centers around the country. Now, the administration said in a conference call earlier today they're making a dramatic turnaround in the surge. That is not exactly what we're seeing on the ground. Indeed, about 40% of the agents are still not on the line, but here in the processing facility, we quoted the chief, he said they're still seeing about 1,800 apprehensions per day. About half of those are single adults. And Brett, he did say that unless the administration delivers consequences to entering illegally, his fear is that it will continue. This is new video provided by Customs and Border Protection from inside the makeshift processing facility in Donna, Texas. It's much less crowded than it was months ago, and now officials say children are being kept here for an average of 24 hours, much less than before. But a Texas congressman, a Democrat who'd previously leaked these photos of packed conditions at the facility in March, says the claim that the problem is under control is misleading. What they're doing now is they're moving the kids from the Border Patrol tents over to next door to the HSS facility. Without due respect, it's all a show game. The number is on the Hill are blaming your energy policies. To remind our viewers, you're, an en- you're the energy secretary. Energy policies from the Biden administration for driving up gas prices. Prices are about 50 cents higher per gallon today than when President Biden took office. Um, beyond whether or not you think that, that your policies are to blame, are you worried that the prices could impact whether or not Americans travel, which is, of course, needed to put money back into the economy? People need to travel, right, but we need to get the virus under control first. We need to get to that 70%. We need to get to... And then on the coronavirus, um, it's a matter of public record that Dr. Fauci and the NIH-funded gain-of-function uh, experimentation research at the Wuhan lab of virology. And given the questions about that lab, why would Dr. Fauci in the U.S. fund that kind of experiments, that kind of research in a Chinese lab? The fun, I'm sorry, I can't hear you super well. What was the beginning part of your, com- of your thing, of your question? I said that the NIH and Dr. Fauci 
had provided funding to the Wuhan lab of virology? That's the lab in question when we talk about the lab leak theory. And given that gain of function research is dicey, why would the U.S. fund that in China? Why would Dr. Fauci? I, I'm happy to send you to the NIH about more specifics. So, so the question <laughs> is, the question is, was she full of crap then, when she was hanging out in Bush World and 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 Romney World, or is she full of crap now? I don't know. <laughs> so, either way, crap is crap. And it is the best reflection of where the GOP is right now is they are about to knock out a principled woman for crap. And I think we need to be honest about what it is. Donald Trump brought the gold toilet into the RNC, into the party, and everyone is, thinks it's a pool. And they're just diving in. <laughs> And they're just the diving things. in. They're, but I mean, Eugene, they're diving in and the, the, the poop toilet is full. It's not like they're diving in and it's empty. The state law and also the particulars of what this bill does. What did you make of what you saw yesterday? DeSantis increasingly amid the pandemic reverted back to being much more of a, a reactionary, a right wing conservative politician. One of the uh, animating principles in the Republican Party right now is the hatred of the mainstream news media. So the more criticism Ron DeSantis can get uh, for things like signing an elections restriction bill, uh, the better it is for him as he eyes uh, both his re-election in 2022 and a possible bid for president in 2024. So what does this new law do and why was he compelled to pass it? Uh, the law actually, uh, I, I guess I'm going to say something that, that that's going to get me in trouble in that. Uh, a lot to unpack there. Number one, that first full clip is literally a Democrat talking about them hiding migrant children. The second clip is Granholm on Jake Tapper, who once again doesn't push Democrats. She never answered the question. She basically said, COVID, 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 that's my perfect scream for why gas is going up. As we wake this morning to... Cyber attack forces a shutdown of a top U.S. pipeline. The operator, Colonial Pipeline, said it had halted system for its 5,500 miles of pipeline after being hit by ransomware attack that is now raising prices and doing a fuel shortage in the United States. I want you to think, what would happen if price of gas had gone up this much in Trump's first 100 days and then Russia, Russia, Russia hacked a pipeline? I could do a whole podcast on it because I'd have hours of, he did it on purpose. He let Putin, Putin hack that pipeline because he's Putin's butt buddy with them pissing on people in beds or them pissing on him or still not fury. Russia gate. Then the actual article that I referenced in the beginning being asked by Newsmax. Now listen, Newsmax is a Bush Lee's news source. Yeah, sure. I mean, I do my podcast on them in a heartbeat. I send them my link to my podcast to see if they do it, because some of their shows are worse than this, which is not saying much about me, but it's pretty fucking bad. The Obama administration made HuffPo a news agency. 
HuffPo wasn't a news agency. HuffPo was a far-left blog that put out crazy shit with the sun exploding and climate death and just crazy things. He standardized them. She didn't answer it. She did what she's always done. Go to the NIH. I'm not answering that question because it makes me look bad. It makes the president look bad. Hey, that's her job. That's what press secretaries do. But when Republican press secretaries do it, it's fucking the end of the world. We must kill the sacred lamb and scream about, where are the standards and protocol? I mean, the video I'm not even playing today is actually Chuck Todd lobbing the question, should we wear masks seasonally? It came out of his mouth, not Fauci. Because Mr. Standards, Mr. I'm not going to interview any opposing thoughts on the premier fucking news show, Meet the Press, that I've watched as a little kid. Yeah, yeah, he, he's not doing that. Then the, the toilet humor on MSNBC, because Stefanik, because now all of a sudden they love Les Cheney. Then he did say the law was good, but he couldn't say that. All these laws that are supposedly Jim Crow literally are better than the laws that were in place and allow you to vote longer than most blue states. But they can't say that because they want HR1, S1, because they want to run elections and let people vote in multiple states. That's the whole jig. That's what they want. Georgia, Florida, a lot of these states had mail-in voting that you could just vote everywhere. Most of you don't even know that all you need is a P.O. box for most states to say you have residency. I could be voting in Kentucky and Tennessee right now. But because I vote against woke, not for Republicans... I would go to jail for it, because that's the only people we put in jail. We search for that, because we want woke. We are so bad. Tell me, okay, Trump isn't a Christian. He's just not. And we spent four years saying that. How horrible evangelicals were. Evangelicals were to blame for racism, for Trump winning because they're horrible people, for the COVID virus spread, even though all their churches were closed down so that argument never made any sense. National Day of Prayer, Joe Biden mentions racial justice, climate change, but he never said God once. But he's the best Catholic ever. 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 He is the Catholic. The man. And if you don't say that, you're a piece of shit. Okay. I'm moving some stuff to woke. I don't know how it got into my two cents. I think I got a little excited. <laughs> Got a little excited with my... Uh. Alright, that one we already covered. Susan Hennessy we already covered. Politico wonders, is Fox Peter Ducey trolling the White House? Because he's asking tough questions. Do you know, 
Is it biased against the Biden? Yeah. But have you seen a reporter get up and spout off the fucking plaque at the bottom of the goddamn Statue of Liberty that nobody knew and say that is now our immigration policy for doing the very same thing Biden's doing right now, which is putting kids in cages? No! You've heard nobody scream at the president. You've heard nobody scream at Pasaki as they go out the door. Are you a murderer? That was Playboy. <laughs> a titty mag. <sighs> oh, God bless a fucking America. Just God bless America. Well, what are we going to do with this shit? Kessler won't fact-check Biden anymore because he's so truthful. Eliza Stefanik has a chance to avoid Fort Pinocchio. All she had to do was admit she was wrong. Instead, she doubled down. Even after he showed her false statement of 440,000 suspect votes in Fulton County, we based the misreading of Trump lawsuit. The lawsuit was filed in Fulton County, but Trump's lawyer alleged 141,000 suspected votes all in Georgia. The lawsuit was quickly dismissed by the Georgia Supreme Court. Do you actually believe that anyone who matters takes you seriously? Don't care. This sort of imperiousness would play a lot better if you hadn't just gotten done bashing a black man because his ancestors were more successful than you'd like. Yeah, that's true. The making of a myth. This is WAPO. It's saying a Tex-Mex food... To light therapy technology, Russell L. Ramstein started the stolen election concept. No. Stopping counting of votes success simultaneously in five key swing state cities and then dumping massive 130, 118, 108,000 Biden-only votes caused a lot of people to believe the election was fucked up. If you didn't stop counting simultaneously, if Georgia didn't lie about a broken water pipe, and if you didn't do Biden-only votes, nobody would have questioned the results of this last election. Maybe if you didn't do four years of Trump stole the election and that Russian bots of $136,000 stole the election and took it away from the anointed one, HRC, people wouldn't even think to be watching the votes. If you didn't go to bed and show that Ohio and Florida proportionally increased in demographics and black people and everything and Trump won and people who actually knew elections knew those were bellwether states and counties that usually dictated what the rest of the election was and everybody saw that Trump was going to win and then they went to bed and he lost there'd be no question because they saw that then they saw everybody in this important states stopped counting then they saw massive vote dumps I said it Biden won the election but Biden did not get 81 million votes if Barack Hussein Obama didn't get 81 million votes there's no fucking way Biden got 81 million votes because every African American at 99.8% plurality voted for fucking Obama everybody voted they trucked people and voted we have proof on this show 
They voted in multiple counties. They pulled out all stops in 8 and 12 for Obama. And he didn't get 81 million votes. There's no way a guy in the basement who couldn't fill a parking lot of cars got 81 million votes. That's where you fucked up. You were going to win because people wanted Trump to go away, but then you cheated and you overdid it. But you couldn't pull it back now. It's too late. Too late. Nobody would be questioned in Dominion if a county in Michigan didn't say, hey, we gave a bunch of votes, 10,000, to Biden, but they should have gone to Trump. And then they reported it, and then they covered it up. It wasn't a Tex-Mex company, Washington Post, proposing the big lie, which was okay for four years. But, of course, we've got to say the big lie now because everybody's racist who didn't vote for Biden. If you're black and you didn't vote for Biden, you're not black. But that's that's just a, a Republican talking point, Don Lemon, said by the president who's a Republican, I guess. I don't know. Very confusing. And then last, before we do our woke, oh, we got to do jobs. We're going to do jobs. Real, real quick question on uh, section on jobs. Exclusive, your doggy chain necklace is waiting for you. Flirty messages from Hunter Biden's Chinese-American secretary, 29, who worked for him when he partnered with the spy chief of China, are revealed. This article is from the Daily Mail. So the Daily Mail actually looked at Hunter's laptop, verified like every other source has, other than the FBI, who doesn't want that laptop. They want Rudy Giuliani's, all his other devices. They did a in-depth look at his text and find out that just like Solwell, who was fucking bang-bang, he was fucking a Chinese girl who was a spy. And in that... She was giving advice on how Biden could win the election. Now, why do I report that? Because in a real news media who look at everything the same, that sounds a lot like Russiagate and Steele dossier. And we're still saying that's real, even though it's not. It's been disproven. It's been federally said shouldn't have got a warrant. It is garbage. But the media hasn't even talked about it. They said that was Russian disinformation from China. Because China and Russia are real close. Yeah. So let's do a quick section on jobs. And this is our media jerk off. Of the week. I want to put today's jobs report in perspective. And uh, look, we came to office... We knew we were facing a once-in-a-century pandemic and a once-in-a-generation economic crisis. And we knew this wouldn't be a sprint, it'd be a marathon. Quite frankly, we're moving more rapidly than I thought we would. This morning, we learned that our economy created 266,000 jobs in April. It hadn't been adjusted again yet, but that's what it says, 266. And listening to commentators today, (laughs) as I was getting dressed, you might think that we should be disappointed. But when we passed the American Rescue Plan, I want to remind everybody, it was designed to help us over the course of a year, not 60 days. 
a year. We never thought that after the first 50 or 60 days, everything would be fine. Today, there's more evidence that our economy is moving in the right direction. But it's clear we have a long way to go. All told, our economy has added more than 1,500,000 new jobs since such. President, do you believe enhanced unemployment benefits had any effect on diminishing a return to work in some categories? No, nothing measurable. Thank you. No one should be allowed to game the system. And we'll insist the law is followed, but let's not take our eye off the ball. Families, families who are just trying to put food on the table, keep a roof over their head, they aren't the problem. We need to stay focused on the real problems in front of us, beating this pandemic and creating jobs. Again, the law is clear. If you're receiving unemployment benefits and you're offered a suitable job, you can't refuse that job and just keep getting the unemployment benefits. Uh, wow, it just came across. Give me a second here. Uh, we have the number here. Just came across. <laughs> ah. Sorry about that. It came across very quickly here. It looks like 266,000. I am a politician. The media jerk off of the week. So hot. CNN economics and political commentator Catherine Rampell. Catherine, great to see you. What is going on? Why so many fewer jobs this month than expected? We don't know exactly. Certainly the numbers were, uh, were much lower than had been expected. The industry that did the best happens to be the one that had been complaining the most about being unable to find workers, that is, accommodation in food services. We don't know, of course, how that industry hiring patterns might have looked, you know, in the absence of uh, more generous unemployment benefits or other kinds of factors. We, we, don't, we, we don't know what the, count, the counterfactual is, right? Um, but it's puzzling. Um, I think there are a number of reasons to be concerned about labor uh, supply being being uh, suppressed in some way, you know, workers wanting jobs but still being hesitant to take the jobs on offer. Some of that might have to do with, of course, with the fact that they are getting more generous unemployment benefits. But there are a lot of other factors too, including lack of access to childcare, uh, public transit cutbacks, the risk of getting sick at work, the risk of, frankly, getting assaulted at work if you tell a customer to wear a mask. Now to the American economy, possibly turning a corner. Weekly jobless claims falling to the lowest level since last March, as the latest monthly jobs report comes out this morning, bringing more positive signs with it. Rebecca Jarvis has more this morning. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning to you, Michael. Yeah, and that's why it's positive because we're seeing layoffs starting to really fall here. And we're just an hour away from the official U.S. jobs report for the month of April, where economists believe that the economy added one million jobs. Next, here is a New Day explainer from Christine Romans on why you're starting to see prices of products rising. Call it the big I, inflation, the downside of a hot economy. The pandemic disrupted supply chains and consumer behavior. Working out kinks in distribution is causing shortages and price spikes from lumber to steel to rental cars. 
Add in the historic stimulus to keep the coronavirus recession from becoming a depression. More people have money in their pockets and they're chasing after higher prices as the economy reopens. If you haven't felt it yet, it's coming. You can expect higher prices for toilet paper, diapers, soft drinks, plane tickets, a tank full of gas. Whirlpool is raising prices of some of its appliances by up to 12%. Now a shortage of lumber is adding about $36,000 to the cost of building a typical single-family home. Rental car prices, incredibly high if you can find one. There are chlorine shortages for pools. The global chip shortage is halting car assembly lines. Even ketchup packets are in short supply. The Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, said he sees substantial inflation. 85% of the economy, he says, is in super high gear right now. Fed officials are reluctant to raise interest rates before Main Street is truly recovered. The Fed chief, Jerome Powell, said while there's been progress, there's still work to do. The downturn has not fallen equally on all Americans, and those least able to shoulder the burden have been the most affected. Only time will tell how long these higher prices will last, but the practical effect of inflation on your budget Every dollar you have buys a little bit less. That's a lot to unpack. Number one, you saw him say that there is no correlation. Then there is, well, you must accept it, but that's a lie because blue states don't even have right-to-work stuff. I mean, as in not right-to-work, but you don't have to prove you're even looking for a job. Red states make it. They still do the Bill Clinton version of unemployment. That came from Bill Clinton when Democrats actually cared about the economy. Then we get in our jerk-off. So instead of talking about this, how much they lied, the first soundbite from CNN, uh, they're getting assaulted. That's why they can't do their job. Then it's just spin, 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 spin. But they said it was going to be great. Let me expand this. This is what they said. It is going to be the greatest jobs ever. Set to get a million. He's the greatest president. He is the greatest job creator ever. When an honest media would say, um, COVID wiped out a lot of jobs because people couldn't go to work. A lot of small businesses are now out of work. Then they all started coming back, just like the million-a-day vaccines under the Trump administration. But we didn't even talk about it because we waited to even say we had the vaccine until after the election because Pfizer, uh, Johnson & Johnson, and Maduro wanted to curry favor with the new president so they wouldn't get regulated out of the fucking existence which they're still doing, by the way. They're still going after Big Pharma because his base hates Big Pharma. They think they're fucking pieces of shit, and they, they all the work they do to save lives isn't good enough. They should be handing it out for free. <clears throat> and these jobs are naturally going to come back as things open, and maybe big businesses don't. Some of the things I've seen on TV are just ridiculous. Well, if you were giving a living wage... Okay, let's put it this way. You have all your eggs in this basket, and then the basket gets crushed by the government, who doesn't let you open up in blue states. Some are still not opened up. And then when you open up after not making any revenue and having to pay rent for a year, you're supposed to come back and go, yeah, $15 an hour. There's proof that unemployment is $21 an hour. And I'm sorry, if you're scooping ice cream, you ain't getting $21 million. If that, or $21 an hour, if you're going to get $21 an hour to scoop fucking ice cream, that ice cream's going to cost $21. 
for scoop. It's called economics. I know the left doesn't like science. They don't like biology. They say they're the party, but they don't follow any of it under COVID. And they damn sure don't follow biology at all, as we'll see in our woke section. But it's math. I'm sorry. You saw the CNBC hit. They didn't even know what to fucking say. Under Trump, black unemployment was historically the lowest. Women unemployment, historically the lowest. Latino unemployment, historically under or historically low. That was a combination of Biden's policies and Trump's re or deregulation. We didn't talk about it, but we're damn sure not talking today about what's happening. Nine point seven percent unemployment for African American Americans. Nine point seven. If you're not, if you're a real black person, you're vote. If you don't vote for Biden, you're not a black person. That's what he said. But he's going to take your menthol cigarettes and put you on the fucking unemployment rolls. <clears throat> Pelosi. Oh, there's a 9.7. Sorry, I forgot this. I was getting dressed. You might think that we should be disappointed, Biden said with a chuckle, but says that report should actually be more encouraging because we can spin that turd. Pelosi, the disarming uh, freaking April numbers. Where the fuck is it? I don't have it. I'm about to read it off here. Sorry. There is my fuck up. This morning, April jobs report highlights the urgent need to give more money. That's our response. Put more money. I played that last soundbite because CNN's been saying it is just horseshit to say that Inflation is coming. I watched Juan Williams yesterday because my wife watches the five literally say there is no inflation. It doesn't cost more for gas. It doesn't cost more for anything. Lumber isn't, there's no shortage and it's not an inflation. They did a set, they did a segment that it's going to. Here's Ron Klain. President, uh, Klain seems to be blaming a shockingly low jobs report on the fact that the spending relief bill was not big enough. Oh, really? Charles Payne. Congratulations, President Biden. You've achieved the progress, progressive utopia. At least 7.4 million job openings, but only 266,000 people signed the fuck up. There's your gas. It keeps going up. It's going to go up more now. It's, it's just going to keep going. It's never stopping. Ever. We're fucked. We're just totally fucked. We're so fucking fucked, we don't even know how fucked we are. There's so many articles, I'm not going to cover them all. The fact is, it is economics. It is simple concepts that these people can't get through their head. They can't get through their head. I, myself... would stay home if I was a poor person and you paid me more to stay home than go back to work. Who wouldn't? 
And here's a Liz Cheney. Cheney herself secretly orchestrated an unprecedented op-ed in the Washington Post by all 10 living former defense secretaries, including her father, warning against Trump's effort to politicize the military. If this is correct, Liz Cheney is already an American hero. More broadly, people are not fully appreciated of the professionalist of our military, Trump would have tried an actual coup in a heartbeat if he thought the military was with him. It's a lie. The military wasn't politicized until we got Biden, as we'll finish today, his new diversity chief, who has now turned it into woke. Turn it up! to think how to act what they can and cannot say because i support a president president trump that brought about the lowest black unemployment rate in our nation's history criminal justice reform the first step act millions of dollars navigated through hbcus opportunity economic opportunity zones which navigated commercial investment to inner cities that were long neglected and i understand you probably are eager to tell me to shut my mouth right now because you hate it when black conservatives even utter a single word but i'm going to keep talking because these are facts these are true trump is not the problem Evangelicals are the problem, and I'd like to have that young man. CJ is your name? I'd like to have you come yeah. to my come to my guest house in Iowa for about three days, and I will help you to restore yourself to sanity. <laughs> Boy, you know, you know, nothing brings me more joy than being lectured by white liberals about how I should approach the issue of race in America. Just again, just again. I just got done telling you, I'm not white and you're not black. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. As an agency librarian, I work to ensure that our collection and services are matched up with what CIA needs. Not only am I involved in the acquisitions of journals, books, and countless electronic resources, I'm also encouraged to curate special collections that challenge expectation. Recently, I brought in our intelligence gaming collection to give officers unique opportunities to practice skills they need in their various roles. Instead of sitting for hours in front of a computer-based training, they can play a carefully selected game to train a specific set of skills while simultaneously building on the myriad soft skills essential to intelligence work. 
My favorite thing about CIA is that they encourage the out-of-the-box ideas that drive real progress. Growing up gay in a small southern town, I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family. All right, sorry, I turned that freaking light off. I can't deal with that thing in my face. So let's unpack that. We have uh, C.J. Pearson destroying a white person who says he's not black. So um, that's just a Republican talking point. Remember that. Don Lemon told you. It's a Republican talking point. You shut your fucking racist mouth. And then the CIA stuff. I didn't really want to cover it, but then they had the gay one. And they literally are saying... Brennan, the Islamist who worked there, literally wore gay pride shit. Makes me really... I I understand it's a recruiting thing. They're trying to get not just killers, but clerks. But come the fuck on. Then we had the assault on mom. So much, uh, Chairwoman, Madam Chairwoman. That was just a lot. And I think it's really important that it's addressed uh, very directly right now and in this moment. First and foremost, I don't want to hear a single person on this committee or outside of this committee talk about what about uh, valuing life when they continue to uphold the death penalty, when they continue to support policies that disproportionately incarcerate and lead to the deaths of black men and people throughout this country and uphold in a an absolutely unjust medical system that exists for profit that allows people to die because they can't afford to live. In addition to that, if we want to talk about Planned Parenthood, let's talk about how many lives Planned Parenthood has saved and how many babies have been born because of the prenatal care provided by Planned Parenthood. And if you don't if you don't believe it, and if you've never met a Planned Parenthood baby, I'm happy to let you know that I am one. Okay, if you're not educated, I can't help you. But they don't offer prenatal care. Planned Parenthood doesn't give prenatal care. Planned Parenthood is an abortion mill. That's what it does. That's what they do. They don't do mammograms. They don't do prenatal care. They do STD screening and abortions. That's their thing. Hand out contraceptions. If you go to them to get help for your baby, you're not getting help. Because they don't want you to have your baby. They make their money by aborting babies. That's their thing. It's been cloaked under women's reproductive health and all these cliches. But if you research it, if you read anything ever written by Abby Johnson, who worked there, you she was a manager. She ran a clinic. It's all lies. It's always been lies. Because it isn't about abortion. It's about them Benjamins. We hand six fifty to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood hands money back to Democrats in the tune of thirty to fifty million election cycle. That's the fact. Open source. Do some research. It's not me, a conspiracy, QAnon, Boogaloo Boy, Tower Shooter, piece of shit. Those are the facts, Jack. Then we get into this. And this lady just ruined herself. All right. One of the things they don't tell you about having a baby is that you don't ever have a baby. You have your baby, which is to you, the your baby, the sum of all babies. She then got attacked. I'm not even going to read it 
people lost their shit because all of a sudden she said now that baby's good because she had a baby. Whereas before, that's horrible. Then the NRA, which is bankrupt, but somehow still owns elections. And yes, I'm an NRA member because I believe in the Second Amendment and the training and all the things they do, but they own everything. Yeah. Didn't go over too well. People lost it, wanted them banned, wanted them killed. Then we have another one going after, uh, well, I got Jill Bavovic. I really love to read more essays and op-eds from women and men, too, who regret having children as early as they did, regret having as many as they did, or regret having children at all. There's not much about motherhood that remains publicly unexplored, but that does. Well, the total meltdown response to it would be good to talk more about real but extremely taboo part of adult life. Pretty well illustrates why virtually no one talks about it. But it is wild to see such insane reactions to, hey, maybe we should talk about this. Somebody sums it up. Basically, you just want to get confirmation of your life choices. Then you have this lady, Kimberly Johnson. I just saw two Trump sycophants sycophants at the store, no masks, white older teen males, the ugly on the inside manifested to their ugly face, the young woman who rang my items went and went off about how they're cute idiots and were at the Capitol riot, she knows them personally and hates them. Maybe you should contact the FBI, people said. Maybe that girl was lying to you. Well, we're going to cover this. Kimberly Clack! Gets lectured by a liberal uh, about critical race. Doesn't go too well. You know, I have a mother myself, and I believe critical race theory is a conspiracy theory. Uh, I have a biracial daughter, and if we want to talk about race, I think that's something we should do in the household. It's not something that should be taught at school. You know, school is where you go to get an education. That's English, math, reading, writing, whatever it is to help you succeed in life. And, And I'm old enough to remember when I went to school, Teachers were supposed to help motivate you, right? Find out your true potential, build your self-esteem, your confidence. All this is going to do is tear people down. And their critical race theory absolutely makes no sense to me because if it's really about race and the color of your skin, then they can't explain how it is that the Nigerians are the most successful ethnic group in the country. By all appearances, they are black, uh, but they are professors, they are lawyers, they are doctors. Um, 29% of the Nigerians in this country have PhDs. That is compared to 11% of U.S. um, people all together, the population has Mm -hmm. PhDs. And so they're doing very well. And that's because they value education, uh, the home life, and of course, hard work. And that's what's going to get you to success. It has nothing to do with your color of your skin. And Mm -hmm. I support these parents and what they're saying. And I'm glad that they're fighting back. Yeah, it is supposed to be about education. What type of uh, legal avenues do these parents have, Jenna? True dat. Then you get Anna Pressler. Today, Senator Booker and I reintroduced the Mommies Act to expand medical coverage for birthing people. Dudes can't have babies. Then we have an Asian woman who goes off about everything in general and didn't get airtime because she said the wrong words. My name's Asra Namani. I came before you in June 2020. I spoke to you during quarantine. I pled with you at that time because I said to you that we had activists 
from Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, where my son is a senior, and that they had just debated the idea of an Occupy TJ movement. I sent a note to every single one of you, and I got not a single response. There was no concern about our students at that time. And then the summer proceeded, and the principal at our high school told us that our mostly minority students and parents had to check their privileges. And then, as the summer continued, Dr. Brabrand, you decided that our students and our families were spending thousands and thousands of dollars on test prep. And then you, Melanie Marin, told us that we were toxic. And then Karen Keyes-Gamara promoted the idea that we were racist. And then by the fall, every single one of you voted to remove the merit-based race-blind admissions test to TJ. And we pled with you as Asians, as an immigrant. I came at the age of four. I knew no English. And you didn't listen to us. And now I sit here listening to this empty proclamations and declarations that you're making about your great value of Asian Americans. You tell us about you going Melanie Marin to Japanese restaurant. Well, do you know that just a few weeks ago in social emotional learning at TJ, our students were told that if they do salsa dancing, it amounts to cultural appropriation and that they needed to check their racism. And that is our mostly minority, mostly Asian students. And so your empty proclamations are just that. And then today we get this vacuous survey from you, Dr. Brabrand, and you dare to tell us that you're gonna consider removing the one policy that parents have to defend their students from indoctrination and activism, the policy that makes certain that anything taught in our school that is controversial must be presented fairly. You have to just think for yourself, if you have to remove a policy like that, how can you possibly be doing anything good? And then this survey, it's just a loaded survey. And who is it by? Indeed, New York Leadership Academy. And what has that survey done? They've asked us the questions for the Thank you for your time that you have now signed. Thank you for your time. That will allow Thank them you to for spend your time. Can't think out of the box. Can't think for yourself. Because that's not what we're doing. This is Brainwash 101. This is fucking Disney. I'm going to put it over my face. Recognize your colleagues are also processing the ways in which the pandemic is disproportionately affecting black people. Not true, but we still say it. If you're feeling confused, shocked, or having recently awakened systemic racism, recognize that this is probably not new to your black African colleagues. Avoid messages like, I can't believe this is happening. The murders of Beyond Taylor, Sean Reed, Amon Arbery, George Floyd, Tony McDay, Nina Pop, Rashawn Brooks, Amon Tori, and countless others are part of the long history of systemic racism and transphobia. It's solidarity with the U.S. protests for being similar... Um, protests due to police brutality, targeting black people around the world, the current unrest, blah, blah, blah. Take ownership of educating yourself in structural anti-black racism in the current historical context. Opt for resources or sources from black authors. Don't rely on black people. We would like to thank the DPED, D&I team for the significant contribution for this content.
Reflect on the diversity of personal professional networks. Acknowledge your emotional reaction to this process. Recognize your college or else, blah, blah, blah. It, it just goes on and on and on. Equity, not equality, where they show that they get a higher chair than you because you're a loser and you're a fucking racist. 21 days, unlimited possibility. Andrew's YMCA, Glendale, 21 day racial equity and social justice challenge. It's just all dogma that gets you this. We're talking about birthing people. We're being inclusive. It's that simple. We use gender neutral language when talking about pregnancy because it's not just cisgendered women that can have babies. Well, yes, yes it is. That's who has babies. Katie Pavlich. This is anti-science, anti-woman, anti-reality garbage. Men do not birth babies. Women's do. That is fact. It's biology. Biology. But Disney, who doesn't care about the Uyghurs, doesn't care about... All the slave labor in China, they're going woke. They're editing videos. Why? CNN, critical race theory is a concept that seeks to understand inequity and racism in the U.S. To get a deeper understanding of what the theory is and isn't, we talked to one of the scholars behind it. CN refers all questions to Kimberly Crenshaw, founding critical race theorist and a law professor who teaches at UCLA and Columbia Research. Critical race theorists believe that racist is racism is an everyday experience for most people of color, and a large part of society has no interest in doing away with it because it benefits white elites. That's really funny because all the white elites are pushing critical race theory. Everything for the left is circular logic. It is like an Excel spreadsheet. It just rotates back on itself. It doesn't make sense, but when you own the narrative, you own every source of the dip, you can do that and get away with it because nobody goes, that doesn't make any sense. While the theory was started in a way to examine how laws and systems promote inequity, it has since expanded. Critical race theory attends not only to law transformative role, which often celebrated, but also its role in establishing the very rights and privileges of legal reforms was set to dismantle. Students in our universities are inundated with critical race theory. That is a Marxist doctrine holding America in a wicked racial nation, that even young children are complicit in oppression, and that our entire society must be radically transformed. President Trump said, and it looks like it's true. It's true. It's everywhere. It's all you people have. To go on with our quick, because I'm not going to do a slideshow for it, it's now in the military, because we got to the half page. He talked about Pompeo. He talked about that dickhead, Stephen Miller. It will not come as a surprise to reader that the epidemic of arson and death caused by Black Lives Matter failed to register as matter of moral or national security concerning Bishop Garrison. Rioting in 140 cities, 2 to $6 billion in property damage, shooting policemen in the head, and single-handed kicking off 30% nationwide increase in homicide. And, and what does Bishop Garrison have to say about it? Nothing. 
The latest real truth from Koala 101 and KLM Church, the deafening silence of veteran service organizations on Black Lives Matter. I'm old enough to remember when David Axelrod told us we need to forgive Bill Maher because he wasn't really racist. White nationalism is now and will continue to be the major issue for the U.S. military until our leaders demonstrate the want, desire, and political will to address it head on. I'm going to keep going. There's so much shit. The military stuff. He went on again about the OK symbol that's not racist. Having graduated from academy and served in the military, I know firsthand racism has existed in both, and a lot of people played the circle game a couple of decades before it was co-opted by white nationalism. Issues over the symbol and racism exist that is reality, whether SPLC says it or, or the large group of other entities who agree with the fact, whether the cadets were just being silly or purposeful is a question that remains to be seen. But attempts to wash away the game and cadets don't understand the realities they face today is unfair to them and both individuals and future army leaders. You, you is investigating. I hope they find nothing because they did find nothing. Next one. White supremacy is a global terror threat and needs to be treated as such. Mass shooters in 2019. We put this picture up. It's all black people. He doesn't say anything. Next one. I'm glad Max Boog got here. I think it's important that he did, and we need more men of his intellect and background to do the same. But no, seeing an obvious issue that people have fought and literally died for well over a century isn't a gutsy thing. Saying CQED to a young African-American tells you people shouldn't get the point for stating such an obvious historical oversight. Feels like the height of privilege. But as Max said, we'll live and learn. I'm going to stop here. We're going to continue next time because there's so much good stuff. Um, I, I got videos that he's part of robo, um, sorry, I'm white. Sorry, I'm male. That's our next woke. I got Yeah. Let's do some fast stuff. New York times. People aren't taking showers and they say it's okay now because of the pandemic. No, it's not. Another one bites the dust. LifeSite News says Facebook deleted their page completely. Apparently, while Twitter deleted them also, the mainstream media and Google and Twitter failed to see Khamenei Jr. The Palestinians' endeavors and pure blood of resistant martyrs have managed to multiply Palestinian jihad internal power by hundred times. Once the Palestinian youth defend themselves by throwing stones, but today they responded to the enemy's attack with a precision missile. That's not a violation of anything. And where is the one I wanted to read? Totally not anti-Semitic. Rashida Tlaib. Remember, Majority Taylor Green is a fucking kook and needs to be silenced and taken off any committee. Because she liked some shit years ago, but really it's just about she put up articles of impeachment. This is Rashida Tlaib. I was seven years old when I first prayed at the Allah Osk with my sissy. It's a sacred site for Muslims. This is equivalent to attacking the Church of the Holy Scepter for Christians or the Temple Mount for Jews. Israeli attacks it during Ramadan. Where's the outrage? Should the fact should we fact check you on that? Missing some key details, Rashid. This is the Temple Mount. So Jews should be able to pray on the Temple Mount. Rashida, rioters are attacking the Temple Mount. Where's your outrage? I wonder where she thinks the Temple Mount actually is. Would it be okay for Jews to protect the Temple Mount? Do you know where Al-Assad stands today? I mean, what in the name of, of the site in Jerusalem where this mosque was built? It might be, it, it must 
must be not that holy if the rioters use it to stockpile stones and then smash everything inside. That's what was happening. But the tip only said, poor Palestinians. And while all this is going on, Twitter says it's releasing a feature that automatically detects mean replies on its service and prompts people to review the replies before sending it. It'll only work for people that are not progs. If you type Nazi, it'll be okay. Teacher reads book about transgenderism to first graders. School board president in his district owns all-age sex shop. That's your media. Jimmy Kimmel torches Caitlyn Jenner. Ask, is it transphobic to call a trans person an ignorant asshole? Lawrence O'Donnell. Caitlyn Jenner using Trump advisors does a Fox interview and LA Times puts it on the front page with a huge finish on page 5. They've learned nothing from Trump campaign coverage. Jenner talks vaccine, taxes, and the wall. Caitlyn Jenner announced April 23rd that she's running for mayor. Aaron Rupar. Caitlyn Jenner explains that she's opposed to transgender girls playing sports against other girls. But in the next breath, she says she wants to be a role model for transgender girls. Caitlyn is the enemy, Billy Eitner said. She could, she could have been such a force for good. Such a missed opportunity. Oh, well, fuck her too, he said. Reply, she could have been used for my agenda. Woke science gives gender-neutral names to new ant species. Even the bugs are non-binary now. We have non-binary bugs. It's not a cult, though. None of them are in a cult. None of them. A newly discovered ant is now the first animal species to be given a scientific name ending in the they to honor gender diversity. Researchers named the miniature trap jaw ant from the luscious tropical forest as the of Ecuador, Stremugens aversthae. But it's not harmful that this is taking over everything. And then, as we've talked numerous times on the show about Sunrise Movement and the Green New Deal and not letting you eat hamburger and a house and a chicken and a pot and rebuilding every house at government expense and everybody having a job and everybody having a a wage... That was all in that. Even after they re-released it. But it's a conservative talking point. AOC Democrats want to create a civilian corps to battle climate change. And they want $10 billion for it. 1.5 million Americans. We paid at least $15 an hour. But it's not a cult. Here's just a silly thing. In defense of June Cleaver, we looked up the other day because we watched Leave it to Beaver to see if people back then actually dressed like that. And of course, all you find is liberal hate of her for dressing the way she did, keeping a house, not having a job, not being woke, but it was the fucking 50s. And then when you do the research, you find the Kansas City feminist who made June Cleaver. Hmm. It was a feminist back then who dressed her. And then you find she wore pearls because she had a she was anorexic and she had a dent in her neck 
and the light would shine on it. So they made her wear something all the time over her neck because she was super fucking skinny, unhealthy skinny. Yeah. But now, the opposite. Fat activist plus side model tells Tess Holiday she's come out as anorexic. Now, I'm going to pause because I forgot to put this picture up. This person says she is anorexic. In her tweets, I'm anorexic and in recovery. I'm not ashamed to say it out loud anymore. I'm the result of culture that celebrates thinness and equates that, that to worth. But I get to write my own narrative now. I'm finally able to care for my body that I punished my entire life. I'm finally free. Not the, but you're fat, how are you anorexic comments. Y'all don't know how science and the body works, huh? My technical diagnosis is anorexia nervosa, and yes, I'm still not ashamed. I'm too damn happy for y'all to even come close to dimming my shine. To everyone saying that I can't possibly love myself and have a eating disorder, that is the actual definition of loving myself, being able to prioritize myself and to be in recovery. I'm more self-aware than any of my critics, but you know, y'all can go fuck off. I don't bash fat people because I'm fat. But if you need more attention from this, you got some problems. You got some major problems. You do have an eating disorder. That's how you got fat. That's how I am fat. I eat a lot. Then we get to this goodness. After the NFL draft a few years back, a longtime NFC NFC team official privately opined the war room cams, which show front office leaders were all white, that the NFL lacks diversity, the most senior levels of football. But because of COVID-19 pandemic, the change of the draft highlights that people of color virtually non-existence in the highest decision-making, blah, 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 blah. Shot after shot showed white people. Then we come to find out that Basically, 70%, oh, it's more than that, of the 32 players selected in the first round, 30 were players of color, 29 were black. But it's not enough because it wasn't a black person saying, hey, I want that black guy. They use meritocracy and just pick the best people. They're not looking at skin color. But you can't stop. It's such a bunch of shit. Tom Cruise, who I really like, because of some emails, gives back his Golden Globes. NBC announces it will not host the show in 2022 because they're not diverse enough. Then we get to Elon Musk, which I haven't really said it on the show. I don't care what his politics are. I would say, and I tweeted it, I'm pretty much an Elon Musk cultist. We hate people who are successful now. Because that's what Obama told a generation. So a generation of people run around hating other people. Because they can get you to hate people that are rich. Hate hate people that fucking don't look like you. They can feed you the bullshit that... You need them to fix it. But they never fix it because we're here after an elected election of 
a black president twice. We're here after all the things we've done for diversity and inclusion and all this shit. We hire by quota. We're a country that fought to end slavery. I mean, for fuck's sake, all the things we've done. They clearly haven't fixed it. Because every time they win, it just gets worse. And as we said on the show, since Obama got elected, we're the racist, most racist country on the planet. Because they need it. They can't have you thinking, oh, wait a minute, but we elected a black guy. The majority of Americans are white and they voted for a person of color. Well, I guess we aren't right. Oh, yes, you are. Because they can't keep the black voting block in their camp because they keep putting them on the unemployment line and defunding cops and letting them get murdered. I mean, the first results I wanted to do after that article about we need to remember all these people's lame is do the 18 now, black kids killed as young as 11 in inner cities by black people that we don't even talk about because we don't care about those deaths. We just care about the ones we can do a political fucking angle on. So we spend our whole life hating people. Elon Musk looked at the Obama administration who ended space exploration. We don't have rockets. We don't go to space anymore. And he said, fuck it. I'll make my own space program and I'm going to motherfucking Mars. He invented reusable fucking rockets. I'm a kid who stood out in the front yard and looked at the moon and motherfuckers were on it. I'm 53. I remember Apollo program. And it made me dream and reach for the stars. Because I thought, what can't we do if we can go to the fucking moon? So why wouldn't I like this guy? It had the best ratings they've had forever, but it wasn't funny because it was really stupid. But what did the left do? They told they did what Bishop told him. He used the white power symbol. CNN guest throws shade at him. Let's just listen to it. It was on Acosta. I lost a total of about ten pounds. Oh, you did? That's cool. That's an ad. That's not the shade. Tonight, Elon Musk will find out if comedy is harder than rocket science. The billionaire CEO of Tesla and SpaceX is hosting Saturday Night Live. Hi, I'm Elon Musk, and I'm hosting SNL this week with music. The running variety show hasn't been without controversy due to previous statements Musk has made. He, he was sued for defamation, but won the case after calling a British diver who helped rescue a soccer team trapped in a cave in Thailand a, quote, pedo guy. Uh, he also raised eyebrows last year by saying he wouldn't take the COVID-19 vaccine when one became available, a comment he later tried to clarify. Musk is the first SNL host in six years who is not an athlete or an entertainer, uh, the last being Donald Trump in 2015. Uh, talk about a category to be a part of. And joining me now is NYU professor and podcast host uh, Scott Galloway. Uh, Scott, you've written a lot about Elon Musk. Uh, is tonight a disaster, uh, a SpaceX-level success? Will he be a failure to launch uh, somewhere in between? What do you think? Uh, first off, Jim, good to be with you. Um, I would say the answer is yes. Uh, the SNL has done what they're supposed to do. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are going to tune in. 
But I think you kind of summed it up. The last the last person of this category was the host was Donald Trump. I think it represents sort of what I call peak fetishization of innovators. Typically, I mean, even he made a fucking space program. How can you hate a person who's a billionaire, a, a multi, a hundred whatever the fuck? I don't even care. I don't care if he hates America. I don't care if he's a socialist. I don't care if he's a fucking Nazi. He took his billions and he motherfucking did good with it. What has Obama done with this money? He's rich. Schumer, Michelle Obama, Pelosi, what has Jim Acosta done with his millions? How about Jake Tapper? How about Bill Gates? How about Tim Cook? How about Jeff fucking billionaire Bezos? You guys love him because he speaks woke. But anybody else, oh, they're a piece of shit because they don't think like us. This guy just... Jesus Christ, he made a space program. Last couple articles, then we're going to play some funny. Or maybe something serious. I have to check out the soundbite out. I don't know if it's good or not. Oh, I'm definitely playing. Well, as I decide what the fuck I'm going to play, I'm going to play this story. This was sent to me by Matt in Oregon. Man, somebody fucked up. It's been a decade and a half since I graduated basic training! My drill sergeant sense is tingling, but that can only mean one thing! A basic trainee went AWOL with a rifle and hijacked a school bus full of children to go back to New Jersey? Don't look at me! That's not my trainee! Not my trainee! Fort Jackson, South Carolina! Relaxing! Jackson had some little dingleberry decide that he didn't want to be in the army no more after three weeks of basic training ta-da, and decide to jump the fucking fence around Jackson with his gosh dang rifle and hijack a school bus with 18 kids on it so he could try to get a ride to the next town and scoot away back home to New Jersey. It's fucking New Jersey. I know Fort Jackson may not be your ideal duty station, but New Jersey is not the land of milk and honey. Authorities in South Carolina tonight are sharing this security video from the bus full of kids that was on its way this morning to an elementary school in Columbia. As the students were getting in, a trainee from the nearby Army base shoved his way on with an army-issued rifle. This absolute unit of a failure decided that he had had enough of the first three weeks of basic training. Boo fucking who? That's where we make you better, guy. And thought he would just run away with a rifle? He's 23 fucking years old. Even an 18-year-old knows, huh? You know, I probably shouldn't steal a weapon and then hijack a school bus with a bunch of children on it so I could go to New Jersey. Even somebody as daft as a 17-year-old from Bumfuck, Tennessee, who's got two teeth in his mouth, would choose, ha, a better fucking place than New Jersey. 
dipshit thinks he's got to just leave basic training at 7 in the morning with his rifle. Now, what I can only assume is once PT is done and over with and everybody's quick getting their shower and wash their stink off, get ready for the fucking day and go get some chow, he's like, ooh, I'm going to make my getaway. Well, strike one there, battle butt fuck. You forgot your battle buddy. All alone in a combat zone. And who the fuck in that platoon slash company didn't decide to go, oh, hey, private so-and-so is running away, drill sergeant. We should go that way. That entire company of privates needs to get the ever-living shit smoked out of it until there's nothing left but a crater of sweat-soaked uniforms and piss in memoriam to those fucking trainees. Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. What the fuck happened to accountability, privates? I'm unaware of what top-notch security element is around Fort Jackson, but this dude then decides after scooting away from the barracks with a fucking rifle and his fucking camelback on his back, like that doesn't stick out like a sore fucking thumb for the entirety of the base to go, long private, long fucking private, let's get that thing that's not where it's supposed to be. But one of these things is not like the other. One of these things does not belong. Without a battle buddy, get the fuck over here, guy. How does that not happen? Where is the breach that this Dummy decided to fucking hop over. We gotta find that fucking spot. And the next step in Go Go Gadget Fuck Yourself's brain is he's just gonna sit on the interstate flagging everybody with this unloaded rifle trying to get a fucking free ride out of town to Jersey. Pain. What have we learned, people? If someone's black in the interstate, you fucking run them over. Oh, is that a protest? Oh, what's that? A crazy man with a rifle in the middle of the interstate? Got some good. Well, now we're AWOL. We've already stolen a fucking firearm. Let's just up the game and hijack a goddamn school bus with 18 children on it. Way to go, Space Force Ranger Stranger Danger. Well, now he's made his way on the bus and he decides he's got to fucking jam the barrel at the driver's head and say, let's just drive. Let's drive. Thank God he sits in the fucking front and doesn't start flagging all the children and God bless them because they ask so many fucking annoying questions. Are we going to die? Are you going to shoot us? What are you doing with that gun? It drove him absolutely fucking insane. His tiny pea brain couldn't take the overeducated brains of children that decide to further their education like this idiot and decide to ask him so many fucking questions, his noodle fucking fry. Pain. So after six minutes, stops the bus, kicks everybody else off, and then drives that fucking bus. And this is just how you know he is the crundle of crime of thinking things through. He gets off of the free piece of fucking transportation that he got to go to Jersey, leaves his fucking weapon unsecured in the gosh dang school bus. Pain. And then just like decides he's gonna hoof it all the way up fucking north. How many fucking heat strokes did this kid get? Not only is he the worst fucking trainee in the world, this kid is the worst fucking criminal in the world. He doesn't keep the weapon he fucking stole and then he ditches his free fucking ride. Ah. So I gotta ask you, drill sergeants, huh? In that fucking company down there? What the fuck is wrong with you? You didn't teach this guy shit for muzzle discipline. Pain. Doesn't give a fuck about having a battle, buddy. Pain. And obviously his accountability is way out the fucking window. Pain. I can tell you what will be on the menu for all those privates in that company today. Pain. 
The drill sergeants did teach him one thing, because that son of a bitch obviously knows how to go over an obstacle course, fucking running and jumping and sprinting with the weapons discipline, holding it up on his chest, going over fucking fences and shit all the way AWOL, so he learned something. Okay, that answered my question. I'm going to play a funny, because that guy is hilarious. I mean, I should bring out the old drill sergeant hat. Where the fuck is the drill sergeant hat? I don't know where I put the drill sergeant hat. It's somewhere in here. Hey, pull that motherfucker out and get busy and start screaming. How the fuck did that happen? I'm going to tell you right now. My barracks at Fort Jackson, we had motherfuckers try to jump the fence because you literally could. Our barracks were up against the fence and you went across the highway and there was a Walmart. And so we caught kids going over there getting some Skittles and shit and coming back and we'd bust them. Most of the time we just caught them fucking each other because it was a co-ed. Um, but yeah, he had his weapon, he got off base, that's all sorts of fucking wrong. Just wrong with periods of wrong. So, let's finish the last couple. Cops say black man disguised himself as a white guy to commit over 30 residential burglaries. He had a fucking white mask. Maryland judge bans thin blue line clothing for court employees, but they can wear BLM. And last but not least, L.A. County D.A. Gascon office drops death penalty for a couple charged with murdering and torturing a 10-year-old boy. If you're fucking woke makes you do that, that's fucked up. To our last soundbite, my other driver, Noah Gregson. Teammate Noah Gregson. Obviously disappointed you didn't get the win, but consolation prize, you're another $100,000 richer for the Xfinity Dash for Cash program. Third time this year you've won it. Yeah, it's our third $100,000 bonus in a row, And uh, but I want to say thank you to Xfinity and Comcast, everybody that makes that possible, but uh, I'm pretty frustrated. Uh, got beat on pit road there, um, so I need to go back and look if I could have done a better job on my speeds or whatnot, but I think that was the difference maker the last time we came down pit road, just came off pit road third from the leader, and, and that really hurt us, but uh, overall, a good, good day. We led laps in our Bass Pro Shop, Chevy, our teammates, Justin, he won the race, Josh second, so uh, I think that... That restart was the difference maker on how we lined up, but uh, very thankful for Johnny Morris, and I know he's watching, so what's up, Johnny and the crew, Rusty, I went turkey hunting for the first time a couple weeks ago, so that was pretty fun, uh, but I don't know. Do they have a bonus if you win all four of the Dash for Cash, because we're on a pretty damn good roll here? Sadly, they got caught in inspections and said they had moving parts. He was disqualified, lost the third 100000 is not eligible for the four, and Dale Jr. is now appealing it, but you never get the appeal. Um, I really like this kid. Once again, that's because I picked BRCC, Black Rifle Coffee, as my car. You know, it's silly. I, I end up getting really good drivers. You know, Martin Truex Jr. is the man, and I picked Reesers and Bass Pro day one. We didn't even know the names. We came in late to a race because we were going to start watching. There it is. And then the Xfinity race comes the next week, and I just picked, hey, I like that silver car with Bass Pro and Black Rifle Coffee, and I knew they were sponsoring it because I follow Black Rifle Coffee. And I go, man, I'm going to pick this kid. And he's really cocky. If he would just settle down and race the race, not being a cocky shit, he'd have a lot of wins. 
because he's got a fast ride. He's a good driver, but he played fuck fuck goose at Talladega. When the rain came, he couldn't take the lead. And now this. So I wish him best of luck. I am bidding on one of his Hot Wheels. I'm trying to get the uh, car for the number nine that looks like it. And I did pre-order the Martin Truex Jr. If I could someday, I'll show. I'm collecting miniatures. I can't do the big ones because this is a man corner, so you can't really collect big cars. Even though I come across all sorts of them all the time, junking, and they're super cheap. But the one over twenty fours, man, I ain't got enough wall space. So. That ends it on a somewhat somber point, but that segment from Matt, I thank you for that. That's super funny. So what did we learn today? Well, in our two cents, we learned that most of everything we're getting is shoved out of a tip of a pen. It's usually wrong, and it requires us to research to find out the truth. Both parties lie, but you're told only one does, and woke is destroying our country. This woke concept that America is a garbage fire, it's always horrible, is about as bad as we possibly could be as a nation. And somehow, some way, all of us need to push back. Bravery is the white guy in Texas. The white guy getting beaten on the ground in Portland. That's brave. Going to a protest and beating people up is not brave. It goes back to this picture that I love so much. That's brave. You know, it's just amazing concept that these phones, and I know I've been pushing these props all day, which might be annoying, have made people think those people kneeling are brave. Not the girl who's thinking for herself. This podcast, if you just stumbled along upon it because... A Martin Truex Jr. tweets that I do way too much and I'm still waiting for somebody to pick up my boot to gas and I haven't seen anybody do it. Or Renew Seal Team, which I went viral this morning, like I said, and I got all excited with 130 now. And that I know that number shows that I'm wrong too. Isn't about Trump. I'm not mega. Isn't about the GOP. I'm not a GOP. I'm a conservative independent, still believes the liberal concepts from back in the day. You live your life, I live my life. I have no business telling you what to do, and you have no business telling me what to do. And overbearing, regardless who's in charge of the government, no politician has the right to tell you what to do. Yet, because of COVID, we've spent almost a year plus now, it's over a year, telling us how to live, what to think. And I truly believe Fox, NBC, ABC, PBS, CBS, WAPO, New York Times, CNN, and MSNBC are the devil. Google is the devil. Amazon is the devil. All of these things that are taking things to the point, not putting out truth, pushing woke, if it was flipped on its head... And it was, you must own a gun. You must never have an abortion. And it was the actual things they're saying, that there is white supremacy in America, and you must be white. 
I would be saying the exact same thing because it's not about politics. It's about personal liberties and freedom. We still live in the greatest country in the world. Most of these people have never lived left it. I have. I've shit in a hole and had warm water for fucking a whole time in Afghanistan. I lived in Korea back in 90 when it wasn't a great country. I've seen we live in a fantastic country with people who aren't racist pieces of shit. Whether you're black, gay, tranny, I don't give a fuck if you are a third, a three-dick Venusian. We're all the same. We just want to live our life. We'll be nice and cordial. We don't care about your skin color, your oppressed group. But by that fat shaming girl, does that not prove my point that we have created a generation of people that want to be victims because the left uses that victimhood to get people elected and the right uses the victimhood of censorship to get elected? Both parties do it. We're not victims. You're not a victim if you don't let yourself be victimized. If you don't sit on your crutches all day and say, I'm this, thus I can't get ahead. But we've made it through dogma of the media and mostly Democratic officials saying you are a victim. And you must hate a guy like Elon Musk because you're a victim. He's rich, he's bad. Be damned that he's shooting for the stars and proving STEM for everybody. For everybody. Giving people something to look to. We have lost the ability in this country to have common ground due to politics and media. And we don't have that commonality to go, hey, we're more the same than we are different. And the longer we allow them to do that, the more fractured this country is, the more dysfunctional our politics are, and the more we will lose on the world stage. When you're fighting China and Russia, who are authoritarians, you can't win when all you do is fight in side amongst yourself so this wraps up another episode of flavor politic podcast go to flappodcast.com get this video and audio and preceding show and find the links to see all the audio and all the video of over 500 and some odd shows remember to disconnect from all your devices even me and tune in for our next show i think due to the weekend schedule we're going to shoot for 18 18 may year of the lord 2021 the 18th next tuesday have a doctor appointment monday and then we're going someplace so tuesday the 18th tune in for the next one i thank you all for listening and take care